Hi there. Thank you for choosing to listen to this sermon. We pray that God would use this as an added resource to benefit you in conjunction with you belonging to a local church near you. This sermon was preached at Central Baptist Church, Pretoria. 130 years of believers loving God, caring for one another, and impacting the world. Thank you, Tim. I am this morning uh, taking a break from Exodus, and uh, good reason for that, in that uh, an opportunity from time to time to address a, a specific pastoral issue. And uh, also the holiday club that is unfolding and the focus on children this coming week. And then in addition to that, providentially, it was the dedication. So I thought, well, um, I'd like to speak to the issue of parenting this morning. Uh, Don't switch off if you don't have parents. If you're young enough and you're not married, well, one day you may be married and have children. If you're older, you... Uh, have children or grandchildren or nieces and nephews. And so there's always something. And then, of course, in the congregation, we ought also to be looking out for each other. And uh, lots of young families in our church and those of us who are older uh, can also be mentors uh, to these younger families. And so just a a single verse, and I am preaching a topical message this morning. Uh, Psalm 127 Uh, So let's read it, but I'm going to read it again. Well-known scripture. Just verse 1. In fact, I'll read uh, the first two verses. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. So just so far, Lord, we do pray that in this very practical matter this morning, that the counsel would be, Lord, received as you speak to us through your word and, Lord, through the application of this particular word this morning. Pray for young families. Lord, living in a world and this uh, theme this coming week of two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, Lord, there is much darkness putting huge pressure on our families. And so we ask that uh, you would enable, even as we've seen in the children's talk this morning, uh, us parents to be able to lead in ways that, Lord, are pleasing to you and bring about the kind of uh, outcome and fruit that you desire. And so, Lord, the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, we pray this to be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Well, just a couple of words perhaps to try and introduce the theme that I'm wanting to raise this morning. Is I don't think there's anyone among us here this morning that would disagree that healthy eating and regular exercise is a priority for someone concerned about their physical well-being. If you neglect uh, your eating habits, you will suffer Physically, our young people have just uh, got to holiday time and they've spent a couple of weeks in writing exams. Ask any one of them and and they will tell you that diligent study uh, will be high on the agenda for the student who wants to excel in their particular course or exam or subject that they're writing. 
Then I thought, well, perhaps to bring this to our South African context, those of us who live in the suburbs of South African cities give prominence. We give prominence to security when we consider our budget week by week or month by month. Well, in a similar vein, we know that raising children is important to most parents. The fact that we have a dedication service this morning, we have them from time to time. It is important. Our children are important to us. I know this, especially the families of our church. But the question I want to ask this morning is what aspect of parenting, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about parenting at any age. I have adult children, and, and, and I'm preaching to myself this morning. What aspect of parenting should have prominence? What is the priority to you as a mom and dad, as a grandparent? What have you decided to give the top spot in the agenda of raising and caring for your children? Now, there are many answers, and they're, they're good answers. I think even among us, if we were to take a survey here today, you will find that those who would say, the most important thing to me is I really want to be a good friend to my children. Others will say, no, in the world that we live in, we would like to build a healthy self-image into our little girl or little boy. Others would say, no, 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 in this world, it is absolutely important, it's a priority to provide for good education. Set them up for life, because it's not easy to live in this world. Others will say, no, I uh, have been introduced to Ted Tripp. Ted Tripp, by the way, is an author and counselor, and he has a book called Shepherding a Child's Heart. And, and many families in Christian communities have said, this is the way that I'm going to raise my child. Most important, follow the counsel of Ted Tripp. Other, others of us who are a little bit older, and I remember when uh, Carol and I were just with little children, uh, James Dobson was the man. And we read all of his books and uh, discovered things. Yeah. But I want to stick my neck out this morning. I really want to stick my neck out today. And I want to emphatically state that the top priority is none of the above. Like many of you, I had ideas and convictions, oh, especially before we had children. All right, and even along the way. But now, looking back and reflecting on this matter in my own family and also as a pastor in the church, 40 years of marriage, 32 years of parenting, I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced there is one priority that must govern the rest of parenting priorities. And I've become convinced that the one priority is that of prayer. Now, why do we want to choose prayer? Why would I be saying that to you this morning as a priority for us parents? I'm going to show you this morning it is because when we, as parents, are really serious about praying for our children, it will lead us to a parenting style of greater dependence on God. That's kind of going to be my theme this morning. You see, having, a, having prayer as a priority will lift you out of a state, and if I could even say this, a deluded state of self-sufficiency. You know, I've got it. I know what I'm doing. 
It, it will lift you out of a state of independence and, 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 and remove this thinking. And it's a terrible thinking that any single parent, mom or dad, knows what is best for their child. By, by prioritizing prayer in parenting, we place our confidence in God. That's what I want to urge on you this morning. Just like the psalmist uh, says in Psalm 102 verse 17, uh, speaking of God, He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. And what the psalmist is saying over here is, is God listens to the prayer of the person who is absolutely dependent, the, the, the person who is humble, the person who understands that unless the Lord builds the house, those who build labor in vain. And so my point is, and I'm going to get to a number of points, prayer is an admission of need. And I want to urge you parents here this morning. Do you recognize that you are desperately in need of help as a parent? It was one of the questions I asked Timothy and, and Shanae this morning. You and I have to come to see that this task of parenting is too big for us. It's too big. We need God's help. Well, my first point then is I want to address us parents. Your and my need as parents would be my first point. And there are a couple of needs, there are four of them that I'm going to be raising this morning. And you see, when, when I recognize my need of God, when I see that I don't have all the answers, it leads me in the first instance to be teachable. And folk, I want to confess here, my observation is that most of us think we don't need to be taught anything about parenting. And it's a mistake. And therefore, I'm, I'm or reinforcing this, this attitude this morning. We need God. And so therefore, because we need God, we need to learn from God. We need to see, well, how can I do this job better? What am I doing that's, that's, that's uh, uh, destructive and damaging to my children? We parents can be quite stubborn about our chosen emphasis in raising our children. And especially in the 21st century, uh, we, we, we can be influenced by so many authors and, and so many theories. And of course, our family of origin influences us and a particular book you've read or there's a mentor that's been speaking into your life. And, and we get into a groove and we think, well, this is it. This, this is the only way. This is the best way. This is the way that I'm going to stick to regardless. I don't think that's right. It may not be. It may be. It may be. But it may, it may, it may not be. And therefore the need for you and me as parents to be open. Lord, how can I learn? What can you teach me as I raise these children for me? Now I'm asking, Lord, how do you give me wisdom raising adult, not raising, uh, nurturing adult children? But what do you do with the little ones? Three months, six months, three years, six years. You see, if your priority is prayer, it will follow naturally that you'll be hungry for the advice and counsel of God. And I'm going to pick some examples. I have picked some examples over here. And I'm going to stick my neck out a little bit this morning. Some more. Please don't chop it off. Uh, what is it that God is teaching you regarding your approach to parenting? Here are some of the examples. I'll run through them quickly. And I've kind of tried to put them as opposites. Negotiation versus obedience. 
There's a tendency, there's a practice today where, where parents are negotiating with their children. Should we go to church today? If you go to church, well, then perhaps we can go to McDonald's afterwards. It's negotiation. So uh, an opinion that, that seems to be uh, overtaking our society today has this idea of, of regular endeavors with our children to negotiate rules and boundaries. Well, what does God say? God simply calls children to obey. It's said, parents, children, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Simply tell them they ought to obey. Which leads me to a second observation. Empty threats versus fair, firm and fair discipline. You better listen to me, and I'm counting. One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters, two and nine, three, and I'm going to count again. One, no, 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 no nonsense. That's not it. Firm and fair discipline. You're wasting your energy. You're wasting oxygen. You're taking days off of your life in empty threats. As parents simply learn from God, take firm and decisive action in bringing about a consequence in a particular command. Proverbs 13 verse 24, Whoever spares the rod hates his son. He who loves him is diligent to discipline him. And, and we could speak much about different forms of discipline, different levels of discipline, and, and that's not the purpose this morning. I'm simply trying to make the point is that you draw the line. And the consequences that follow if that line is not met. Even the New Testament, we have uh, the writer to the Hebrews speaking to us about the fact in chapter 12 that God disciplines us as his children. And in fact, it's a demonstration of his love uh, for us. Here's another observation. Showcasing versus what is best for the child. Now, here's a huge danger, especially in a community where we have lots of peer pressure. It's like weddings, you know. Everybody must outdo the last one on their wedding. So when it comes to children, there's, there's this danger of thinking that I'm, I'm always concerned and I'm preoccupied about what others think of how I'm parenting my children. No, no. What is best for the child? That, that is what is important. Other people come and go and, and perceptions come and go, but it is God that we need to please. What is it that God thinks about the way I'm raising my children? What is it that God is saying in the way that I'm raising my children? It doesn't matter. Not as a priority what friends and family are thinking. Every child has a unique personality. Every child has unique strengths and weaknesses. And so we need to understand what is it as I raise this child that I need to understand to lead them. Proverbs 22 verse 6, train up a child in the way he should go. Do some study on that verse. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. That verse is speaking about understanding a particular child and leading that child in his or her way with their unique personality. My children, Joshua and Matthew, oh my word, they're so different. Treated them, had to learn, still learning to treat them so differently. Here's another one. Nurturing fear 
versus trust and respect. Now, I'm convinced, uh, I've already said it, that boundaries and discipline is important. They're crucial. Needs to be age-appropriate. Punishment needs to suit the crime. But be careful of fear. Be careful of raising a child in the context of fear because fear will only contain a child's behavior, will only bring about submission from that child for a season. When that child becomes a teenager, when that child becomes an adult, he or she will break free and rebel and do the exact opposite. Parents with good intentions don't understand that you, you, you can't be too restrictive. You've got to be careful because when you're forcing things down their throats, they're only going to swallow for so long. It's better to build relationships with your children. Characterized by trust and respect with a willingness, them having a willingness to learn. Uh, again, the Proverbs speak to this in chapter 1 verse 8. Yeah, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Wanting to learn, wanting to learn from the parents. Or to go back to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 2 where children are urged to honor their parents. I think I have one more that I want to mention. Another one that I've picked up in the 21st century in more recent days. Idolatry versus worship. You see, many of us are given to a subtle temptation to make the children the object of worship rather than God. Now, children are precious. Don't, don't get me wrong. They are precious. But they are not to be worshipped. God is to be worshipped. It is in our sinful nature, Romans chapter 1 verse 25, to worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. And so God gives us children, and we are devoted, and we are committed, and we worship, and God is placed at a, at a different level. No. We need to demonstrate dependence and adoration for God. And as a parent, uh, not turn our children into being an idol, and not to serve them, in the place of God. Now, but those are just some of my observations. Some might be wrong. Some might be uh, 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 out of place. I, come and talk to me if you think so. Uh, I, I really have tried to think through these issues, looking backwards in my own life and the mistakes that, that uh, I have made down through the years. Well, there is a, another need that we parents have, not only to be teachable, but if we make prayer priority, it will also lead us to be urgent. Now, wh what do I mean by that? At what point do you need to step up the pace of gospel ministry to your child? When do you begin to address the needs of their soul and their standing before God? The tendency, and again I'm generalizing, is to think, well, maybe this can wait. This can wait until they're teenagers. This can wait until they're adults and we'll send them outside and we'll let them play and we'll, we, we, we'll do it later. Keep them busy with Looney Tunes. And, and will leaving or delaying matters of the soul for some future convenient time, I would say to you this morning, is a mistake. Start right from the very beginning. This came home to me when a fellow pastor opened his heart to a bunch of other pastors. We were sitting at a fraternal and, and, and just sharing different stories and praying for each other. 
And at that time, we were busy discussing the spiritual well-being of our families. When this particular pastor caught our attention with his voice choked up, tears filling his eyes, saying, Brothers, you never know how long you've got. Some of you know the story. Peter's son was unexpectedly, unexpectedly killed in a car accident. Concrete mixer. It was a freak accident. Rolled onto P, uh, Peter's son. His name was Cliffy. Cliffy's car and killed him. And so urgency. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. And, and at the same time, we need to understand that, that these children soak in so much when they're little. And so when they're little, we need to use that opportunity. We need to be urgent about, yes, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, even for my little baby. Teaching and nurturing and praying, understanding. Because neglect of urgency will lead to regret. It may lead to further hardness in the child. Thirdly, to be teachable, parents, to be urgent. That's something I've seen very sadly. And I want to ask you to ask yourself this morning to grow. You see, the opposite of growth is to stagnate. And the problem with us who have been Christians for a long time, it's so easy for us to stagnate, to become dry, to become uh, Cold in our relationship with God. And it will detrimentally affect the spiritual well-being of your child. They will see. Children are observant. When you neglect God and His kingdom because you're stale and stagnant and, and, and mediocre, it will have a knock-on effect on your family. Whereas fire and zeal in your soul will tend to be contagious. To succeeding generations. And I won't read the passage. But it's uh, what Moses speaks of. In Deuteronomy chapter 6. Speaking about passing on to our children. Uh, that which we ourselves. Are experiencing. One more. To be patient. There is the need. That we as parents have. Is to be patient. We must trust God. We don't know when. God is going to be at work. In the life of our little boy or, or little girl. And, and so patience, God's ways, God's timing, not always what we would choose, but God knows best. And so there's that sense in which, in, in, in terms of Philippians, for presenting our request to God repeatedly, but leaving our children in the hands of God, being patient with what He is doing. Well, I want to move on secondly, and I'm going to try and be a little bit quicker now, is our children's need. It's one thing speaking about the parents, but we also need to understand our children's need. Every child is born into this world helpless and dependent. We saw little, how oh, highly, three months? Three months old. Completely dependent on mom, dad helping. That's just the way it is. God entrusts that little life to moms and dads. Well, what... What are the needs of a child? There's a single verse that I believe sums up the need of a child and the need of every single person, in fact. It's the verse I've often referred to. John prays to his friend in 3 John chapter 2, where he says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Isn't that what you want for your children? If you think about that, that prayer succinctly summarizes the scope of any person's need. 
physical well-being, the path to be straightened, all be well with the soul. And, and so we, we want that. We want that. And so the child's need, what is it? Let me get more specific. You need to know, Tim and Shanae this morning, let's pick on them. You need to know that your children, our children, are born with an eternal soul in trouble. It's not such a nice thought because they're so cute, isn't it? So beautiful and so googie go, you know, uh, all the rest. But, but they're in trouble with God. They have a sinful nature. Every one of our children has an inbred, protesting, and we know about that in South Africa, toy toy spirit. That's the nature of a child. Children are born, we are all born dead to the life of God. And so the natural default, and, and watch your child, you'll see this. The natural default is to follow the course of this world. To follow the prince of the power of the air. To be sons of obedience or disobedience, daughters of disobedience. Living in the passion of the flesh. That, that's, what, that's what the sinful nature leads to. Carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And so, folk, our children have a serious challenge. There's a serious predicament of, of, of facing an eternity in hell. I'm using those words deliberately this morning. Think of that child and the child's destiny. 50 years, 70 years, 90 years, and this life is over, and there's an eternity. And where is the destiny? Heaven or hell? And apart from the favor of God, the intervention of God, the gospel... They're lost in sin. And to quote verses that we should all know that we learned when we were young Christians, Romans 3 verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Our children need help. They need supernatural help. They need supernatural compassionate help. They need God. That's why we pray. Romans 6 verse 23, the wages of sin is death. Wow, that's terrible. But the free gift of God, this is the good news, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. They need the intervening help of God. They need the gift of salvation. Salvation secured by Jesus. Salvation that takes us all the way back historically to the cross of Calvary, where Jesus died in the place of sinners. Where Jesus on the third day was raised from the dead for the justification of sinners. Where he was, uh, then he ascended into heaven. Again, we, he, he rules and he reigns and, and he prays. And so, and so the, 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 the necessity of salvation in each one of our children. But not just salvation. And I have a second point and then I'll conclude. Your child is born to a life with troubles common to man. Life is never or seldom smooth. There are many bends that come along the way. It would be unusual to go through life. There's some people who do without any kind of difficulty. Job says it correctly, I believe, in Job chapter 14, uh, verse 1. Man is, who is born of woman, a few days and full of trouble. And so my point is, we have to be praying for our children. As adults, we pray for, um, pray for my children as adult children. Because th th this life is filled with difficulty and trouble. They need, to, th they need to be able to, with the help of God, resist temptation. We pray for our children to seek first the kingdom of God as, as they navigate life. 
to honor and glorify God in all things, to persevere in their faith, to be a good steward of, of all that God entrusts to them. There's a list that I've got here. I'm not going to do all of them. Physical well-being, equipped to cope in their jobs, to find a godly spouse, to be faithful to their spouse, to be a godly parent, to pass the gospel baton to the next generation, to find a biblical church. Those are just some the things that we can keep praying. So parenting is not just for the little kids. Do you get my point? It's for all of us. Well, let me conclude. Why am I beating this drum of prioritizing prayer? It is my conclusion and third point. It is because when we focus on God in our dependence on Him, when we are praying for our children and ultimately there is fruit, we do this for God's glory and not for ourselves. You see, when, when you or I think that we are the solution to the problem, whatever the problem is, we get the credit. But when we demonstrate our dependence on God in elevating our, uh, our prayer life and, and, and bring it to the place of priority of parenting, then well, God gets the credit. God gets the applause. God gets the glory. And so my urging here this morning is, let us as parents humbly admit that apart from God's help, we're sunk. Unless the Lord builds the house. Those who build it labor in vain. Let us as parents happily and zealously wait on God to lead us to be used for His glory. In whatever he does. And so I leave that with you. The pastoral issue this morning. I consider this. I preach this to myself. May God help us in this important. Crucial. Uh, eternal matter of the soul. And Lord we do pray to that end. As we prayed for uh, Rachel and Haley this morning. We want to pray for all the children. Again. Praying for their well-being. That all may go well with them in their lives. They would be of good health. As it goes well with their soul. May our little children come to that place of seeing their need of a Savior, that they have assurance of faith, that they can face, Lord, the, the, the realities and difficulties of life, knowing that you are their God, that they are your children. And so help us, each one as we go forward, Lord, acknowledging our, our desperate need for your intervention in all these things. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. Find out more about Central Baptist Church at www.central.org.za.